American dream is not dead. Listen to Neil and Jeff share their leadership experiences through a new kind of leadership podcast. This is The American Hustle. I'm leveled up. And this is my world Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever, however you are joining us. Welcome to the American Hustle, where we believe the American dream is not dead. This podcast is about leadership and business through your heart. My name is Neil Simpson, and I am joined with our esteemed producer, the Italian stallion, he tried speaking. I was I was ready to I was ready to keep vamping on titles. If you listen to the last podcast, you would know why. If you haven't, go back and check it out. So I'm Jeff Shermani. Uh, first off, take a moment, like, subscribe, give us that five star rating for a show. Coming up in this episode, we're going to be talking about the game of inches, and don't miss out on the quote of the week. That's and that's my favorite. If you listen to any of ours, uh, any of these episodes so far, you know that uh, I really authentically enjoy the the quotes and so much so that I've asked Jeffrey to uh, following the podcast we we then put it onto a quote board uh, where our team in our, our parent company facility can can be exposed to it so and and if you are unaware of us um, you know just a, a the elevator pitch of a combined 40 years of experience in you know in leadership and self-development, uh, through small business, through corporate experiences, through nonprofit, uh, Jeffrey and I have have been in a, a number of diverse uh, both environments and career paths. Absolutely, right? and um, and the the purpose of these podcasts is to have organic conversation uh, around topics, maybe a little less cliche, and certainly. Uh, a lot less get rich quick gobbledygook that I have absolutely no problem calling people out on because that's just BS and, uh, you know, good, just genuine plugging away at, at life, at your at your career path, at whatever motivates you and just not giving up. Those are the those are the things that really set us apart as uh, as individuals in this American hustle. So. We are going to be talking today about the game of inches. And uh, so so what is a game of inches? Yeah, you know what? I I let's be let's be very transparent in the sense that I woke up in the middle of the night last night and Jeffrey had a whole talking points uh, prepared for us and uh, regarding, you know, our, our title, cause we were going to be extending the conversation about titles. And, uh, I jumped ship in the yeah. middle of the night. I was like, we got to do this. I don't know why the spirit moved me. I was like, we got to talk about this. So we're talking literally as we're hitting record to start, he goes, Hey, here's a curveball." <laughs> so, no so our, uh, mantra is improvise, adapt and overcome. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. No doubt. So, uh, the, a game of inches is, is a f- kind of a phrase that I've heard recently, but it, it, uh, conceptualizes, um, you know, a number of things. And, and quite frankly, I've, I've had this conversation with a number of, com- of customers recently, and it is valuable to, to really talk about the compound effect, right? There is actually a book out there by Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect. I recommend uh, if, if you're listening to this and, and you find any of this useful, that you go out and you, 
you look into it. Uh, additionally, there's a book out there called Outliers. I don't have the author right offhand um, available, but it is equally about compounding experiences. And, um, you know, I, I just... I'm so moved by this. And I, I recently was talking to a customer and one of the things he kept saying back to me was a game of inches. This is a game of inches. Uh, additionally, we had another customer who, and I think it's a funny phrase, you know, cause we often talk about the elephant in the room. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and he, he said, well, we're going to, what's the best way to eat an elephant, which of course is kind of a grotesque, you know, concept to think about. Yeah. And, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, like, what does that mean? And he was like, small bites. And um, I thought there was some interesting correlation there between, you know, eating eating an elephant in small bites, right? You can't swallow a whole elephant. Right, but, right. You know, God forbid you should be able to actually eat an elephant. I don't know what he does, but you eat it in small bites. And eventually you could you work your way all the way through that that whole, you know, the whole creature, if you will. Yeah. So um, I prefer the idea of a game of inches. Uh, additionally, as a as an athlete and a, a, a person who loves American football in general, um, you know, I, I like that concept, the idea that we're playing a game of inches. Absolutely. Um, and and so the concept of the compounding effect, the idea that small forward progress will make the difference. And, and I'm just going to say that again, if you're listening and you're in a tight spot right now. Uh, and you don't exactly see the way out, small compounding steps of forward progress will make the difference. Yes. Right? And, and that's the thing. And so if you have a dream right now, if you have an idea and you might be going through a tough spot, don't give up on that dream. Don't give up on that idea. How can you do just a little bit to further that uh, that concept for and, you. and we've talked about that previously with the one thing right you know you, you have this massive goal that you want to accomplish that whole goal as a whole is overwhelming yes but what's the one thing you need to do to progress forward 100 percent. move that one thing at a time yes and as you move those chess pieces it all matches up eventually and that's that's a, a perfect correlation and i think that the compound effect is similar just eerily similar and i think it's worthwhile to have that conversation to say this is one of those truly genuine keys to success uh, as we perceive it in uh, an american western culture is the one thing uh, and or the compound effect and i think that the ultimately that both of them can be expanded upon fully to kind of look similar to each other uh the one thing is potentially how do i go about enacting the compound effect exactly right that's and exactly so that's, what it is and that i think is that is a tactic of how we of, of how we achieve that success through that process yep right and so to talk about the compound effect and what does that actually look like as a as a whole as an umbrella right right and and so the idea that you know, we have this elephant uh, and, you know, maybe the elephant in the room is the fact that you want to be a million dollar soap making small business. Right. You're not all of a sudden one day. I mean, you might be sitting in your cubicle right now or in your your work truck listening and, you know, thinking, well, if I could just put this fancy label on my soap, 
Yeah. I, I'm going to make a million dollars, right? That's the elephant in the room. That, yeah. that doesn't, that's not really a real thing, right? right? Um, <clears throat> we live in a world of viral success, and I, and I do see that. You know, everybody sees that. But realistically, there's a difference between viral success and sustainable success. Exactly. That's exactly it, right? Is that underlying, that underlying, uh, the unwritten rules, which I think we'll talk about as well in the future in this series. Yes. Um, those underlying rules. So, yes, that label might bring you some immediate attention, right? But what, does it bring you sustainable success? Sustainable success comes through a couple different avenues. And if you're like the rest of us, if you're moving through the American dream, that process, the bootstrap, the bootstrap experience where you're building this, this little empire yourself, yep. the, the likelihood is that you will not be able to sustain viral success. That's the idea that a, a lotto winner almost always goes broke. Correct. Right. That we know that. You know, that's cool. You hit the lottery. Good for you. I'm excited. You're going to have a bunch of shiny stuff for a very short period of time. And then how do you pay for the maintenance, the upkeep, the taxes, all of that? All of that for the long haul. Right. Right. And so if we are looking at success as a long haul experience, right, something that is just at the horizon or beyond the horizon, because quite frankly, I don't really have a great definition of success because... I don't know that I'll ever get there, right? I'm just going to always be shooting for just beyond the horizon, right? And that goes back to my definition of success is not the destination. It's the journey. Exactly, right? And so that journey um, is uh, certainly from our position is, is part of that compounding effect. And I do that one thing each day to then continue to add up. And there's lots of statistical evidence around compounding Right. And so I know that certainly when we were, uh, you know, to say when we were younger, there was <laughs> when we were younger, there was a whole conversation about compounding interest. It was yes. very, very important. Um, it still is extremely important. And we, we seemingly don't talk about it a whole lot. But if you're following a number of uh, different financial gurus, especially ones who, uh, you know, emphasize debt free living or, or lack of, you know, incurring debt. They'll talk about the the unfortunate powers of compound interest. Now, there's a lot of good with compounding interest as well. If you are a person who is investing uh, in a, say, a Roth IRA or some other form of, you know, slow but reasonably guaranteed earnings environment, compounding is a valuable tool if we understand it. And it talks that goes back to, hey, would you rather me give you a hundred dollars right now? Or a penny a day doubled for thirty days. Sure, sure. Do you? I'm I'm not smart enough on my math. Would you happen to remember? Because that went around for a hot second. It, it did go around on the on the social webs for a minute. Um, right. As far as what it, it was, actually, it was extraordinary. It, though it's crazy. I mean, you figure just after, let's see, day one is a penny. Right. Day two, you're at three pennies. Uh, day three, you're at six. So four would be twelve. Um, uh, and it just keeps doubling. So. Yeah, you're, you're gonna be. It'll add up really fast. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll have to we'll have to sort that one out. But ultimately, it is a a fun concept, and and ultimately that idea is the conversation about the game of inches. If you took a single penny and doubled it every day by day thirty, you would have five million or 
5,368. No, it's 5 million. Sorry, I can't read apparently. $5,368,709.12. If you doubled a penny? Doubled a penny every day for 30 days. I don't even know how that works. That's amazing, right? There's the, there's the proof in the pudding, per se. So says the internet, right? And 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 that's so fascinating to think about how that would how would we arrive at that? That would be my question. But um, so the the that concept in of itself is uh, the value of compounding, right? Yeah. So the idea that we don't have to leap into this million dollar soap business because realistically, the majority of people listening to this podcast lack the resources. And it's always one of the things that as this far into my career with you know the business that I started, it's the idea that businesses that enter our market with a lot of money, I like to call them flash in the pans, right? They, they can come on really strong for that first season. Um, they sponsor a lot of things. They, they've got their name out there a lot, but they don't have the sustainability uh, that we have as we have continued to just kind of grind it out. Right. And I think that's a little bit of the idea of the, you know, nose to the grindstone or, you know, I'm doing the grind, that kind of thing. So those businesses do exist where people, somebody just throws a lot of money at an experience or a, a business model and they, they explode and they exist, but are they sustainable? Whereas if you are a person who is working that journey, who is moving uh, the football an inch at a time, whatever it might be, who's doubling the penny, yep. the idea is that over the you know a period of time, you will gain more success, uh, notoriety, financial independence, whatever it might be, influence, you know, positive and, and, and appropriate social influence than a person who has that viral, immediate flash in the pan, you yeah. know, presence or success. And so, you know, the tactic of the one more thing, right. Or can, you know, I know internally we call it sprinkling. Sometimes yep. we're, we're sprinkling our, our ability to do work over here and then a little bit over here so that we can continue moving projects forward. How often do people go, well, I can't do the whole project, so I'm not even going to start, yep. right? And, and I, I wonder how many people uh, listening who are joining us in, in these conversations are thinking that themselves, going, uh, you know, I, I, don't have enough, I don't have enough money. I don't have the right and you know i don't have the right backing i don't have the right website i don't have the right whatever you know well i'm just going to say for those that are thinking that you're never going to have it ah, that's it that's what i was hoping you were going to i lofted you the ball <laughs> and i think you just dunked it right yep. i think you just dunked it and i i have personally experienced those people yep. going well i i need to have you know all of these you know, I've got the alphabet here. I've got 26 different avenues and I need to have all 26 of those letters filled in with with tactics of how I'm going to work my business. And I'm thinking, no, you don't. Two or three letters and you're good Two to go. Two or three letters and we're off on a run. Right. You know, and the other letters off. will follow in eventually. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And and so it's it's so incredible because I have had that personal conversation with so many different people about, well, I can't start my own business. Oh, I, we can't, uh, 
plant this memorial garden at this church. Uh, we, you know, there's so many, I can't, I can't, I can't because they're looking at this full big plate of elephant. Yep. Right. Um, well, and, and as a reference for the garden at the, for Memorial, you may not be able to plant a whole garden, but go plant a flower. Exactly. Go plant a flower. Yes. And I think there's value in that as a talking point or a transition. I think you're just recently, you actually hosted a memorial event. Yes. Um, a, a charitable fundraiser awareness. Uh, you had a family member that you worked with very closely. Yeah. And um, you were approached to do something. Right. Correct. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that played out? Because that's that's the idea. Right. So, so the what happened was uh, a, a relative of mine who's a musician, big in the music community, a close uh, relative. Very right? close I mean, relative, for our yeah. listeners, this was somebody that that, you know, kindred kindred brethren. Yes, right? absolutely. And, you know, we did a lot of music stuff together. In, in Erie, Pennsylvania, and then he unfortunately had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, we, his his parents approached me and said, "Hey, can we help keep the passion of music alive?" Because he was always out there encouraging new artists to get on stage sure. and just try their best. So we we put on an event just recently. Yeah. And with that event, the the outpouring of people that came out, the amount of people that were invested and loved it, uh, and and now. Because of that, we took we took little steps. We made this event in less than two months yep. of planning. Yep. Made this event, and the compound effect is that now we have a bunch of people pledging additional money for next year's event. Right. People are hyped up. the The, the event was, you know, arguably, you know, perceived as successful for a, a startup event. Uh, you know, the the venue location was like, hey, we, you know, this was awesome. We'd like to have you back, probably. Correct. You know, and then other people were moved by the outpouring of support to then to then say, hey, we want to get involved. Yes. Right. And that was not the that's an unintended consequence right. of 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 the process. Uh, you just wanted to plant a flower, basically. Yeah. Maybe a little arrangement yep. in honor of of Jason, you know, uh this 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 uh, family member of yours. Yep. And and all of a sudden uh, even though you couldn't see this or, or you didn't plan this as a as the, you know, the response, here's the memorial garden. Well, and you in know? addition to that, the whole the whole point of it was as a memorial, that little flower was to just help encourage more artists to get back on stage post covid, get artists that have never been on stage on stage. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. We had 21 people that competed. Right. And that ranged from first time ever on stage. It's been since before COVID on stage to still regularly playing gigs. Sure. So it was just an encouragement to everybody all around. Sure. But because of that, that's that's what led to next year is going to be this even bigger. Now we have that full garden yeah. growing. Yeah. And and I mean, and, and who knows what just beyond the horizon will lie for that. Right. Right. So long as things continue to take those small compounding steps forward correct right you just have to start somewhere folks that is the value of it so i will share with my own general experience um with our our parent company uh simpson family jeeps inc uh, also dba sfj4x4.com and and so ultimately uh in my own experience and i'll give you the the real brief version but some other time you'll you'll want to hear that origin story uh Long story short, in 2012, I lost my my standard career position. I was 
at, at that point in time, I was about six, eight years into your standard office type job, right? It was um, more of your dedicated paycheck, salaried experience. And it was the first time that I had ever been fired. And that was devastating. I just didn't know what to do with that. Now, in the back of my brain, since roughly 2006, I had been working a little hobby business in the automotive industry, which honestly, I was grossly unqualified for. And that is there, there, that is really valuable to say that I was not qualified to be doing what I was doing. I was just passionate, yep. right? It was something that I enjoyed. It was a space. It was a people that I liked being around. So because you use the word passionate, I want to point out that that was the whole theme of that event was encouraging the passion. Oh, the event you just hosted. The event that I just hosted was encouraging the passion. Oh, that's so cool. Didn't know that. Great, great, right? You know, great uh, <laughs> uh, a compliment to the, to the, the storyline here. But that's that's it. So I was passionate about it. I wanted to do something. Um, and and so my I took being fired as uh, to look for the silver line and say, this is my opportunity. I would never have been able to s subject my my wife, my growing family to the rigors of starting a small business with virtually nothing in your pocket if I had chosen to do it on my own, right? If I would have chosen under my own volition to 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 quit my job and go into, you know, self-employment, uh, starting a small business, I would have given up a long time ago because I would have got it would have gotten really hard and it would have been, um, oh, well, I did this to my family. I now we're broke. Now there's our house is getting foreclosed on. I'm you know, I'm, I'm less and less able to be involved in, in philanthropic pursuits that we were doing before, you know, all of that kind of stuff, if I had chosen to do it myself. But I was looking for the silver lining saying, you know what, uh, I'm not going to let this being fired define me. And I'm going to keep working every single day, too many hours a day to just keep doing one thing, right? And Ultimately, the pendulum did swing a little too far, and that's valuable to address right first and foremost, that sometimes you can do a little too much, yep. right? Uh, that the balance is not kept and that uh, that ultimately we have to dial it back again and, and kind of readjust our priority set. That's about discipline and organization. Absolutely. This, this to talk today is about compounding, right? So... In my own experience, I really started with very little in our in my pocket and in my bank account. Uh, there were shows that factually I drove to the event with parts and Jeeps to display and so on and so forth. And I pulled into the event with absolutely no money in my bank account and the gas tank was on empty. And my goal was to make enough money to get home, to get home. <laughs> right. I mean, I literally showed up to the event and I was like, well, I got to make money this weekend. Because I got to put fuel in the tank. I remember 100% uh, attending a, a, an event in uh, Western Pennsylvania and leaving the event immediately. The, the light is on on the truck. And I was like, well, I'm headed right to the gas station. Hope it's not too far away. You know? Right. And that was that was probably what around the time the gas prices first started going up to the higher levels. Right. Oh, it, God. Yeah. Not not when you could go grab the change out of the couch and make it no, work. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. This was not that. And this was these were diesel trucks and. And, yeah. You know, you're paying all for that. But ultimately, the idea that every day I could do a couple small things to further 
uh, our brand, right? So whether it was, you know, physical application of inventorying parts, uh, purchasing, whether it was tweaking and designing the logo or actually putting lighting and air plumbing into the building that we would, you know, eventually inhabit these ideas that I didn't have to have all of the answers right away. We didn't have to have all of the infrastructure. And I don't mean just the actual physical infrastructure, which in a lot of cases we were lacking and, and sometimes still feel like we're lacking, right. you know, that that the idea that the continued reinvestment of time, energy and resources mm -hmm. with moderation. And I'm going to say that again with moderation, folks, because I did it. I did it the wrong way. So now I'm here to say there is moderation. Uh, you, you can do it with zeal and you know and uh, being on the offense and going after those small compounding things but you do have to then maintain other relationships and experiences in your life well and the, the moderation thing is extremely important because when you first open a business you might take off really well correct and, and then you're like oh i got all this influx of cash and then you hit that that downward slope we're back to the virility right we're back to winning the lottery yep Right? And that's exactly what happens often with new businesses. That's why so many of them do close their doors in the first year. Uh, and it is in part why my business didn't succeed. We, okay. made, it, we made it past the year because I was like, I'm not closing in the first year. But, <laughs> but I'm not that statistic. But but it was still the same idea. Yes. It was we the, the profits came in so well. Yes. We thought we were going to be sustainable. Yes. After a six month period of, of enormous growth. Yes. And then it just kind of plateaued and the growth was gone. We we took that money and invested it into things that we didn't need mm -hmm. uh, because we thought, hey, we can we can keep this growing. And we tried to jump too fast. Yes. And and that is beyond the compounding effect. Correct. Right. That's kind of going outside. That's that's again. That's not you're letting going the compound inch, work inch. for you. Correct. Right. That's that's not the inch after the inch after inch. You're like, after you've gone twelve inches, you're like, oh man, you know, I've gone a foot. I bet I could jump a foot. No, no, no. Then, then you're like, hey, look, there's this cliff that's ten feet across. I can make that jump. <laughs> I didn't. Right. <laughs> you can't make that jump. Right. And that is so challenging. And it, you know, goes back to a couple of conversations we had about hiring employees and the interview process. Um, we did have, you know, is that the time to be doing that? You know, I've right. had to, I've had to ask that question so many times um, in in business and go, okay, do you need a full time employee or can you get away with a part time? Do you need this thousand uh, dollar tool or can you do a hundred and ten dollar tool to do your job? Yep. Right. Now there is a time and place where, as as an owner, as a visionary, as whatever you consider yourself, that you then have to say. Okay, well, I think the thousand dollar tool uh, will actually be better because I'm going to go through twenty of these hundred and ten dollar tools. Yep. So if I just buy one thousand dollar tool, then you know, then my production time doesn't lag when it breaks, and I have a, a better QC, better quality control at the end, and uh, the person who has the thousand dollar tool, um, you know, is going to allow me to make you know, appropriate payments on it. So it fits my, my business model now. Correct. Right. Does it, does it fit? Does it actually return on the investment? Correct. Correct. And those are all part of how you sort out the compounding uh, effect or the process. Right. Yep. And that's how we make it work in our favor versus compounding interest, which works against us. Right. That we right. had mentioned before. And, and that's, what's valuable is being able to 
look at uh, your journey, your process, and say, where am I balancing myself so that I can continue to to proceed forward an inch at a time, to do that one thing each day? And then how do I self-satisfy when I say I did that one thing? So that now if it's 6.30 at night, I can comfortably create the boundary and shut my phone off and not answer that email and go, yep. well, it's just one more thing. No, I, I did my one thing. I, I moved my inch and I know that that's going to benefit me, my business, my family, my community, whatever it might be. Yep. Right. And th those are the val the valuable balancing act that we have to create with the compounding effect. Right. But holding true that the, the compounding will benefit us if we can sustain it. Correct. Right? And that's goes back to, to your business, goes back to, uh, to my business, goes back to your philanthropic pursuits or, or any of ours, you know what I mean? To yep. say, if we can continue to maintain and balance the compound effect, that game of inches will benefit us. And there's a meme that circles the internet. And I feel like I would be doing this conversation a little bit of disservice if I didn't mention it. But it's uh, basically two people with ladders that are set up that are going vertical up into the sky and the rungs of the ladder uh, with the person on the left uh, of the of the photo are kind of evenly and small spaced to each other. Yep. Right. And that person is already a third of the way up their ladder. And the the person to the right, the kind of the ladder runs in a in an equal parallel up to the sky and they're still standing on the ground because the rung is just out of reach for them. Yep. And so this idea, this visualization of the fact that if you have small, tangible, reachable goals that you can continue to bite off little chunks, that little inch at a time, move that ball just forward enough to allow the compound effect to work favorably for you. Right. And likewise, if you try to jump that 10 foot cliff and you make that big investment, if you push too hard, that that could legitimately knock you back down a couple rungs. It'd be jumping up to that rung and slipping off because you didn't get a good grip. Exactly. That's exactly it. You know, so this is uh, this is a, a favorite favorite topic. If you are a person who's out there grinding away, who's who's in that little game of inches, I, I encourage you keep pushing forward and and understand that that will benefit you no matter what that truly does is one of those true genuine secrets to success. In my in my opinion, it might not be the most satisfying thing in the moment. <clears throat> and so my my you know, my advice to you would be to take plenty of pictures and to write things down so that you can go back and, and really appreciate and reflect. Right. Yep. So if you have a tool in this moment, it is the ability to take the pictures, to write things down so that then you can reflect and you can really measure how far. Because sometimes that's the big challenge to the game of inches. Mm -hmm is it's not satisfying, it's not gratifying, especially when that other person comes pulling in with their brand new flashy business model. Yep. And they jump out of the the vroom vroom Ferrari and you're like, but I've been doing this for you know, like three years and, and I don't have the, the Ferrari, you know? Um, but you look at what you started with versus where you're at now. Correct. And that's the real measure of success mm -hmm. because the likelihood is that you can then sustain the level that you're working at 
with more ease and efficiency than that person who's making the payment on the Ferrari business. Correct. Right? Absolutely. And, and, and the for me, the value was most uh, apparent when COVID hit because the businesses that were solvent, that were solid in how they do business, didn't uh, fold. They right. didn't you know, boo-hoo and on a public or a mainstream appearance. They just kind of set about making small, finite adjustments. And they changed their model just ever so slightly, and they moved forward. So with that, there's one quick story I want to share. Um, there's a place called Room 33 in Erie, and the owner during COVID had to shut that down, obviously. They weren't allowed to sure. serve alcohol, food, whatever. So she went and created a, uh alcohol beverage truck. Hmm. And they started bottling and canning their pre-mixed drinks. Huh. She, because of that, because she took those little compound steps to make it so she could stay sustainable during a period where you really couldn't have your doors open. Sure. She ended up doing so well at the bottling end of it that she now owns a bottling company wow. for those drinks. Wow. And she and she patented all the drinks. And then she sold off the, the actual... Venue, brick and mortar. The brick and mortar yeah. to the managers that started with her. No way. So she doesn't even own that anymore because of those compounding steps. Right. But she she was able to see based on her level of sustainability, she was able to go, okay, I'm gonna do a, a pivot. Yes. Whereas if you're you know, if she had that that Ferrari payment on the brick and mortar, and now all of a sudden my market has dried up, yeah. Then I am then I am at the mercy of somebody else to bail me out. Yeah. Right. And and part of the American dream, part of the American hustle is this idea that I shouldn't have to have somebody else bail me out. Correct. Prepare to self-rescue, which is an upcoming topic. Which is an upcoming topic, right? And so with that, I think we will transition. Uh, folks, if you've liked this conversation, uh, I really, really hope that you'll you know share with us. And we'll we'll tell you how to do that here after the quote. But understand the compounding effect has positives and negatives that if you are aware of it, it will positively help you grow and succeed. You don't have to know exactly uh, 100% of what you're doing. You don't have to have all of the alphabet filled out, but you have to have a couple of the letters and get going and make those, those small little incremental moves that will benefit you. It's the idea if you get into the gym today, you're not going to Arguably, you're, you're probably, if you're a couch potato, you're not going to get in and run a mile immediately. Right. But if you get in and you take 10 steps today and 20 steps tomorrow and so on and so forth, you will eventually be able to complete that mile run. Absolutely. And so just start doing one thing today to benefit you. And as you go through the process, take pictures, write things down, because that game of inches will best be measured in reflection. Correct. So we're going to take a a moment. We're going to transition to the quote of the week, and we'll see what Jeffrey has brought to the table for us. And this is my world now. When everything seems to be going against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. Henry Ford. Jeffrey, you, <laughs> Jeffrey, this is actually, uh, you did not see this on my Facebook? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you just share this? I did not just share it, but it is one 
that I regularly share. It is one of my mantras, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> that uh, well, when is... you when you threw the curveball at me, and I looked at the quote of the week, I'm like, well, it didn't really fit what we were gonna do, but I like what it's yeah, what how it, it how ties, it ties, into, ties the into the compound effect, and that is um, that is is so 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 valuable. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read it again. Um, uh, when everything seems to be going uh, ag- against you, remember that the airplane takes off against the wind, not with it. So <clears throat> this is this is incredible, folks. Right. So I like to think that um, that I like to think that. You know, that that somehow, I mean, in my, when I really start to struggle with things, I go, man, you know, I look over the, the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. And I think, oh, you know, that business, I'm jealous of whether that they, they seem to have that Ferrari uh, business model. I I look at it and I'm, I'm like, man, I just, they seem to have this together. They have this relationship that is benefiting their business. And then I, I recognize that... I, the phrase that has then helped me get through those moments is my business, my passion has existed before this company. And the, the kind of the, the piece that I, I share with myself is it will exist after this company, right? Because I took off against the wind, Absolutely. right? I just started doing little measurable changes every day to my schedule, to my, uh, to my approach in business, to you know, to our business model and how we affect the community around us, and ultimately against that wind, we still took off. We became uh, viable and valuable. Uh, we have you know, within operate with integrity, and those things. I was not gifted a bunch of easy money. I'm doing air quotes on my end. I know you can't hear me, but that's always, or see me, you, you know, you can only hear me, but easy money is, is always kind of one of those terms that's thrown around for the startup businesses. I didn't have any angel donors or anything like that, that we got to where we were at by those little incremental against the wind movements and that that actually benefited us more than being, you know, so that rung, uh, or that, that cliff that we jumped over somebody throwing us across the cliff or throwing us up to the rung because we didn't actually get up there ourselves. Right. And then we can't make that next big leap. We won't be able to make that next big thing because now the wind's not pushing us anymore. Right. So, and I want to, I want to demonstrate this a little bit. So one of the things that I recently encountered was planning that venue, Mm -hmm. that event, uh, we started with only two months of planning. Yes. Good luck finding a venue in that time frame. <laughs> uh, everything was booked solid for music. But what I did was I just kept pushing and kept going directly person to person and meeting with owners until we were able to find a venue that actually rearranged their schedule to fit us in. Right. Because I knew it was going to be a challenge and I prepared myself for it and I went in with determination to find a way to make it yes. work. And that's, that is the value of of the of the quote and also the compound effect Correct. right and so understand folks that these things do 
complement each other, right? There Again, there are no get-rich-quick schemes here. There are no fast passes to success. This is the American dream. It is the idea that we have the mobility, we have the opportunity if we are willing to take it. Keep that in mind. Uh, we have had a great conversation today. We want you to be part of it as well. You can reach Jeffrey, our producer, at Jeff C, J E F F C, at SFJ4X4.com. That is the number, 4X4.com. Or shout out to us on our text only number, 440-855-2100. Again, 855-2100, text only. And share with us, was there something impactful we said? Was there something you'd like to know more about? Is there an example that you have had in your life that, you know, that is part of this conversation? We'd love to hear about it and maybe we'll end up sharing it in the future on this podcast series. And folks, remember that you do have the mobility, you have the opportunity, and whether it's the game of inches or eating an elephant in small bites, the compound effect is here to work for your favor, if you will allow it, you create that moderation, that balance, and pursue the positive aspects of it, it will benefit you. Without further ado, my name is Neil with The American Hustle, and get hungry. And stay hungry. And this is my the American dream is not dead. We want to help you along the way. With over 40 years of combined leadership experience, we want to help you succeed. Share your stories, ask us questions, and believe in the American dream. Through Heart and Hustle, we will show you the path of success and hopefully have a little fun along the way. You can email us at jeffc at sfj4x4.com or text us at 440-855-2100. Until next time, lead with your heart and keep hustling.